It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the last Big Origin Affected Sunday Rap Podcast. It is Mark here with Ryan only. Ryan, mate, sir. It's been an interesting buy period. There's been lots of ups and downs, and and mate, we're in a fo- officially, I think, in the f- the home stretch now. Yeah, we've entered the the run home. Hopefully, uh, yeah, once this week's done and dusted, we can get back to the normal footy. Um, none of this uh, origin resting crap. We can finally get our full strength teams on the park, and uh, yeah, fight it out, mano a mano. Yeah, and I mean, there's uh, obviously lots of head to head leagues. Getting into the finals very soon as well. So I know our big one that we play, there's only two more weeks of uh, regular season fixtures. So it's uh, pressure's on for fantasy coaches. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do to get you there. But uh, before we look forward on Tuesday, we need to look back, Ryan, and, and all the way back to Friday night. feels like so long ago now when the Knights beat the Tigers. Um Obviously, a couple of fantasy superstars here with all of the fantasy-relevant players really doing their job here. Ponga, top scoring with 76 points, although not great with the boot. No, yeah, he went from, what, 11 from 11 the week prior and then, yeah, struggled a little bit here. Still got three goals in the end, but it was just good to see him hang on to the goal-kicking. I think if he can just hang on to that the rest of the season, he'll probably end the season as potentially fullback number one, just him and Scott Drinkwater. Yeah, 100%. He looks like an absolute weapon. And, I mean, he's just one of those really good high upside, high base, you know, lots of kicking, run meters, tackle busts, involved in literally everything the Knights are doing. It's just great stuff for fantasy mm. managers. Uh, Greg Marjou, also a good score. Not lots of, you know, a very sort of, I want to say typical Marjou game. Like, you know, lots of tackle busts, lots of run meters. You've got to try in there and some some other stuff to sort of top him up. And Tyson Brazell, a trial of 70. Oh, mate. Eight tackle busts, three offloads. Yeah, yeah, mate. He was just skittling blokes when he was running. I loved it. It was so oh. good. He's the, he's the uh, the king of like um, you know the cutback run where he like hits and spins and gets a tackle bust that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sort of skittles a guy over. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, no. So that was great. He was a great buy for me this week, and obviously. Tiff's head-to-head teams just had him the whole time. So, you know, she's just sort of yeah. plugging away with a, you know, gun edge back row combo of Fafida, maybe. Well, you know. We'll maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Bateman and um, uh, and Frizzell. So, yeah, Mate, it's going, people going are, Yeah, people are probably going to get sick of us talking about Frizzell. It's coming a bit of a meme on this oh. show because I've been talking about him all year, but he just keeps going so great. Yeah, one, 1.8% ownership, 70-point score this week, averaging 52 for the year. He's 660K. Uh, he's just, yeah, he's an absolute, like, he's he is the definition of a pod. Mm. Absolute weapon. Um, Jareem Buller, also a lot of teams moved on from him. Something like f- half of the top team, the teams in the top 1,000 move on from him. Ryan, I was one of those, and you were not one of those. Uh, how does it feel to be right, mate? <laughs> I don't know if uh, if I was necessarily right. I mean, on the on the Tuesday pod, I was uh, definitely leaning towards holding him. It was sort of between him and Meany of which one I was going to get rid of, and ended up having to hold both of them because of Tedesco. So um, I might I might have been saved a little bit there. But uh, look, uh, the thing with Buller is like we knew he's an awesome player. The only real negative in his column is that he plays with the Tigers. Like if he played for. Mm. 
legit any top eight side, he'd, he'd be up there with Drinkwater as one of the best uh, fullbacks in the league. And he, I mean, he's doing that now with the Tigers. It's it's kind of incredible, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he's just really busy. Two tries, two try saves, uh, which, mm. you know, he does get his body in the right spot. He's got really good instincts. He's also got eight tackle bus in this one. Like demerits as well, so it's not like he had kept a clean sheet, but he just was a great, great scorer here. And obviously Bateman rounding out the other 60-plus scorers uh, with a trial of 66, 46 tackles, 160 metres. Great stuff from him. Uh, I think a lot of people were sweating on Isaiah Papali'i. He's turned out a 58 in the end. Uh, I know there's some chat about selling him. I'm, it's, I'm sort of not really up with that personally. Um yeah, anyone that can churn out a trialist fifty eight in the edge is uh is you know, is a keeper in my opinion like that. So um any other notes from this game here? Uh no, it's not too much. It was probably one of the better fantasy games of the week, to be honest. But um yeah. Mm. Jeez, this game feels like so long ago now. Yeah, I I can't I don't think there's anything else uh noteworthy. Yeah, hopefully nobody jumped on Kapoa as a uh cheapie because he's been just absolutely garbage. Um to Lau, not much better. And um, Stafford Toa, after his early season heroics, has been pretty poor mm. recently. So he has that 100, 100 point score propping his average up. Uh, outside of that, he's not much to write home about. Uh, first game on the Saturday, the Bulldogs started a ride against the Broncos, and then the Broncos sort of really went on with it at the end. But the Bulldogs make up four of the top five fantasy scorers. Corey Waddell, obviously not fantasy relevant, but Jacob Kiraz. Uh, it's the first name on the fantasy relevant list. Obviously, we flagged him a couple of weeks ago as a, a cheapy wing fullback potential option who, you know, I mean, obviously he had a poor 12 a couple of weeks ago, but Ryan, since then, he's gone strength to strength. Yeah, well, he's finally back to what we uh, expect. And I think the move to center is just great for him because it just means more hand, hands on the ball, uh, more chances mm-hmm. for him to do the great stuff. He loves an offload almost as much as, as Pangai. Um, and if he could pick up Jewel next week, God, Jesus, he's uh, he's looking like a very good buy. Even without the Jewel, he's he's looking like a very good buy. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. He's, uh, you know, he, for anyone looking for somebody in that price bracket, he's obviously a, a great cover. And obviously, as you say, if he gets a Jewel, he could be a, a really nice, uh, you know, sort of 19th man guy that you plug in when you, you know, you're missing people or whatever. So... Or a loop option. Uh, Preston, for those still holding him, he's uh, you know he's done well. And also Reed Marnie, who we flagged in the Facebook group as a potential cut price 18th man with a trial of 62 and only two missed tackles, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, we were discussing this before we started. Like, how, how did he only miss two tackles when the Bronx put 44? Like, did they just run around him the entire game? That must have been it. Yeah, well, make concrete shoulders. Not, no more cardboard shoulders. <laughs> he's concrete shoulders now. 51 tackles, only two missed. So, yeah, no, he's good. He's, he gets in the kick meters a lot, which is really good. Obviously, they lost uh, Toby Sexton early. So, you know, the after that, it was kind of, you know, they weren't looking very convincing. And, and Flanagan, he's just not, you know, I I think he's a reserve grade half. Uh, just, oh, they're trying know. to make him a hooker now, aren't they? Yeah, well, a reserve grade hooker of that. So, yeah, he's good sort of, uh, you know, emergency player, but not not somebody that, you know, is obviously performing well. Uh, Max King, pretty good score here for, for what you're paying for him. Um, I guess we're going to put Herbie Farmworth in the disappointing category. Mm. Uh, any any more comments from this game? 
No, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, Piacora was okay for anyone that got on him. Same with Avarillo, they were okay. I mean, they both needed tries, I guess, to, to get to those good scores because otherwise they're usually pretty humdrum type scorers. Matt Burton, disappointing. Um, mm. Yeah, and Gerald Skelton's okay, I guess, if you went for him as a cash out, 25 points. Um, I guess Blake Wilson as well, 23 is okay. Uh, Adokar obviously gone for a little bit as well, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you need a if you need a cash out, Skelton seems like a pretty good sort of option there, doesn't he? Yeah, and Braden Burns injured as well, wasn't he? So mm. yeah, he had that yeah. uh, rib injury or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys juggernaut who took care of the Seagulls. Um, you know, they couldn't get there with two more points for my thirteen plus bet, but who's counting? <laughs> uh, Luciano puts up another good score here. Uh, you know, he's really, you know, uh, turned his average, where he's playing the 80 minutes, he's he is putting together some good scores, obviously a low one against the Tigers, but that's three out of the last four, uh, you know, in the 55 or more range with only a 37, you know, as the floor for the last four games there. So after a slow start, he's he's pretty cheap, but, um, you know, probably not maybe not the time in the season for, for that sort of player. Um, you know, the other guns sort of stood up with your homes, Drinkwater, Cherry Evans, all going 55 or so. Garrick pulled his uh, his score out after going off with a elbow to the face. Yeah, managed to save that. But, uh, mate, you, you're skipping over the real headline here, mate. It, it's it's gerbo season. <laughs> is, it, is it gerbo season? No, I don't think it is. We've been trying to make him a thing for about two years now, uh, but... Mm. Uh, but uh, wasn't it? Um, it was TK, wasn't it? That pointed out uh, he's quite good once um, uh, Turbo's not on the side, and it seems like that's coming true. Interesting. I thought it was um, they were talking about his impact on Daily Cherry Evans. Oh, I'm not too sure. I just, I just read in the group chat that uh, that apparently I don't know. Yeah, no, no. They were saying uh, when he plays in games, he has a positive impact on Cherry Evans's average. Is what it is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's about 5.5 points a game. Um, Ruben Cotter, only a 31. Uh, he's obviously backed up from origin. He's going to be very, very, very cheap. He's in the, you know, low 400 or low 500s now, like 520 he'll be at open um, with another high break even in the 60s. So he could be a really nice sort of super cheap pickup for anyone with trades looking to buy some depth. Um, and then Robson with a 44. Cowboys sort of were playing with a fair bit of width in this game. He's he's fine to have in your team, but I mean, obviously he's a bit disappointing. Is probably the word you'd use to describe Robson so far, Ryan. Yeah, uh, just the hooker position in general, isn't it? Uh, obviously, other than the Lord and Savior Reed Marnie, um, but yeah, just mm-hmm. the hooker position in general. It's basically Harry Grant or Bus for the most part. Um, yeah, not too much else I want. Um, moving on to the Storm up against the Roosters. Daniel Tupo top scores with a couple of tries here. Obviously not fantasy relevant. Equals Anthony Minicello's try scoring record um, in probably the worst circumstances you could have imagined. But, uh, I mean, outside of that, Grant Munster also good scores. Xavier Coates, who uh, <laughs> was in Tiffany's uh, head-to-head team this week following the Tedesco withdrawal, doing great stuff here with the three try 55. Uh, anyone that put the C on Manu is disappointed, though, I guess, is probably the big the big thing. 
Yeah, a little bit underwhelming. Uh, just the the Chooks are just so bad. They're just not a good football side this year. Um, and like the thing is though, like they're still only what I guess two or, f- or maybe what two wins out of the eight. So it's I think they're still going to like hang on to some hope that they can sneak in. But the way they're playing, they're just they're not going to get there. Oh, they've got they've got too many teams above them. Like I mean, then I know they're only there'll be three wins out of the eight once the Eels. Or if the Eels beat the Titans here, I guess we're still, you know, there's about six minutes to go. Uh, but I mean, they've got so many teams above them, and they've got no, they've got nine teams on that ten wins, so they'd really have to, like, some teams would have to absolutely fall over themselves for them to get in. I th- I'm pretty sure that there's only nine teams that can make the finals, and there's just going to be one team out of the top nine that misses out. I can't see any way that any other team's going to squeeze in there, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared to put a line through everybody else. Well, I'll give the Titans a fighting chance if they can win this game, if uh, there's, what, six minutes left as we're recording. So we'll yeah. see, but, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Billy Smith, pretty good score for anyone that had to play him this week. Uh, Nelson, Asafa Solomon, pretty disappointing. Man, I never really see how slow he is. <laughs> I mean, he is a, a pretty big man, isn't he? But yeah, he is a uh, big man. But I was, he's like, you know, I wonder if maybe, like, I know we get caught up in the fantasy stats, like, oh, yeah, you know, a bunch of tackle busts on the edge or whatever. But I seemed like the Roosters had a pretty good answer for him there. And Nat Butcher was sort of good enough defensively to handle him and then a lot faster. Hmm. It was just that the storm was so much better in every other area of the field that it didn't matter. Yeah, I think he'll be back to the middle once Elikatoa is fit, if he's fit at mm. some point, once he gets that eye yeah. healed. Bit of LASIK or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll have to do that. It's uh and uh obviously Turpin and Brandon Smith both cannibalize each other in the uh the hooker position there. Suali so also not great. Uh Sandon Smith. Probably not what you wanted from him, but I mean, he's gonna make fifty something K, I guess, and and still have a low break even next week. So Yeah, he can he's do worse. Coming- yeah, because I, I ended up bringing in Sam Smith this week. And I, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm too disappointed. The only thing I um, – because, like, there was, like, a couple of plays there where, uh, like, if things go the other way, he ends up finishing 50-plus, but they both resulted in errors. So, mm. it's you know, so, like, there was a couple of plays there where it, it could have been seven or nine-point plays, but they ended minus two. And, that, like, that's just a huge swing. I, I guess the um, – the only thing I didn't see coming with uh, with San and it was uh, Sawali taking the goal kicking back. I, I can't say I saw that coming. Um, I know he was goal kicking before he got injured, but that was back when Kiri and Manu were the halves. So I thought um, Sandin would keep it because he, he'd been pretty decent. And <laughs> Sawali, yeah, he's, he he, uh, he had that what penalty goal pretty next to the sticks and just completely shanked it. He doesn't look shanked like a particularly it, yeah. good goal. Yeah. But um, luckily the Chooks are coming up against the Titans this week, so they might be able to score some points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, that's probably about it. It's, it's all the usual suspects. Obviously, Teddy rested. He'll be a keeper for the run home if you're looking for a wing fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, onto the games from today. Sean Johnson top scored in the first one where the uh, Sharks is absolutely demolition job on the uh, – sorry, the Warriors demolition job on the Sharks. Uh, Johnson comes off with uh, – it says 79, but he's up- updated to 82, I think. Trailers 82. In 71 minutes, he comes off with a ankle injury late, but, I mean, they, there was no need to play him through it. Um, you know, just lots of base here, lots of kick meters, lots of, you know, try assists and goals and, and great stuff. And he's just an absolute pleasure to watch and a pleasure to have for fantasy. 
Oh, this was up there with one of the best games I've seen from a half. He was so good. Like just in everything, and that try saber was awesome too. Yeah, it was just it was a pleasure to watch, and I'm sure Waz fans are just on cloud nine after completely dispatching uh, the helpless sharks. Yeah, mate. Well, I was actually sitting there today trying to work out which of the two teams that can't be top eight teams was going to be the winner, because um, obviously both of those teams have got a bit of a rep for not being able to beat other teams in the top eight, and the Waz obviously showed their class there. I didn't get the Wade Egan try that I was looking for for my multi, but uh, outside of that, it all it all went really well for the shark. For the uh, not good for the sharks. I mean, for the Warriors, it went really well. Mm. Um, Hines he still managed to put up a sixty-two despite putting himself in the sin bin in the last thirty seconds, which is super annoying. Uh, he was on the you know seventy before that, so you know big big shift there. Although I think something like ninety-seven percent of teams in the top thousand captained him, so not a huge problem there. Uh, Nicker also a good score. And Fanua Blake gets another try, another good score. Um, Fantasy-wise, Ramian's okay. Chance disappointing. I think in an ideal scenario, Chance isn't in your starting 17 if you can help it. I think it's probably how we need to treat him. Yeah, I think he'll be one I'll, I'll, uh, for the overall side. I'll probably be looking to upgrade to Luttrell once, uh, mm. he, ha- once he has a week and the Waz are on their by around 22. I think that's might be the way I go there. Hey, Madison's back on. Look at that. Three minutes. Hey, nice Thanks, B.A., impact. you dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, Torhu also went off early. Apparently he was struggling with a flu this week and, and was lucky to play. So, you know, don't read too much into that. He's a, a gun and a keeper for the run home. Don't get too ragey and trade him. But, Ryan, I know the mean you're the most excited to talk about Wade Graham. <laughs> Yeah, is it finally time? Is it finally time for Wade? Um, uh, I, I bought him last year. I slapped the captaincy on him uh, for a week last year as well. Um, it, mm. it could potentially be time. We'll see. We'll see uh, how the team lists turn out on on Tuesday because Wade did go off with about ten to go. I think uh, that Jesse Colhoun uh, came on and played the last ten on that left edge. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, I saw. TK on Twitter said he thought it was an ACL fatigue, Wilton, but I haven't seen any reports. Mm-hmm. Um, none of the reporters asked Fitzgibbon about the injury, the bloody earning their paycheck there. Well done. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what the physio has to say as well. But, yeah, hopefully we get some uh, news about Teague Wilton's injury and we'll see if, um, yeah, Wade is a buy because he could be an excellent cash out for under 300K on an edge if he's playing 60-plus minutes. Should, yeah. yeah, should be a solid cash out option. He's got some pedigree there. Mm. Um, moving on to the Panthers who managed to sneak past the Dolphins. It was very close for a while there. And then the, Don- the, the Panthers with a couple of late tries to sort of make the score line look like the game was less close than what it was. Uh, Tongo, great score. He's two tries, 89. Obviously anyone that jumped on him is their keeper center is very happy this week. Uh, and then on other weeks, maybe they won't be. But you know, for this week, he's uh, he's he's great. Uh, outside of that, it's probably you know not many people will be hanging on to Nicarima still. But he's still he's still doing the business. And Lamuello with a fifty five with a with a try is nice. Yeah, actually, interesting stat about uh, Tango. Um, when Cleary plays, he averages forty two at center over the past two years. 
In the games without Cleary, he averages 50. So he's eight points better okay. when Cleary doesn't play, which is quite interesting. And it's a decent sample too. It's fairly even split, maybe mm. a few more games when Cleary does play. But yeah, I found that quite interesting. So we'll see what happens once uh, Cleary is back, potentially next week. But yeah, great for maybe anyone who got on. Maybe just something to do with the games being a bit closer and and like him him being a more of a like tackling center, but then also having to create a little bit more, trying to you know sort of run and and create some uh, some attack where you know normally the attack sort of more fluid and and runs through Cleary or whatever. Interesting. I'm not sure. Um, that's just me, you know, rapping. But mm. um, I guess the cash out of the week is uh, is Harrison Graham. He was the the cash out of the week by the looks. Yeah, he went, went quite well. We'll see. He's got, obviously, on a buy next week. We'll see if he can keep the job for uh, round 22, um, if Marshall King comes back or not. Uh, that's sort of what's ended up steering me away was the fact that they're on a buy next week and I didn't know if Marshall King mm-hmm. was going to be back. But uh, if he got, if this is just the one score you get out of him, I'm, you'd probably be happy. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Uh, outside of that, it's all not very exciting. Sorensen with a 48 is fine for anyone that's got him. Cogger, last gasp. 45's pretty good. Cleary obviously will be back next week. We have to imagine barring some sort of weird something happening there. Um, Val and Val uh, Tafare was disappointing and, and not a great, you know, contributor on the wing. And Dylan Edwards, another one that was disappointing. Kicked a couple of goals, which is fun. Um, just sort of not really involved in the setting up of any attack or anything like that, which I expect will happen more once uh once big nate's back yeah have to uh have to think that'll improve moving forward but yeah uh, up against the bulldogs next week it seems like a good time to start yep 100 percent uh last game of the round here the eels just sneaked past the titans it was close they pushed them the whole way games just finished here bryce cartwright top scores with an 80 uh with a try and a try assist a bunch of tackle blasts and offloads and turnover tackles and run meters he's Obviously, you know, doing great things. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's been massive this year. He's sort of obviously not somebody you can jump on with the uh, Eels sort of shuffling their team week to week, but he seems to be fairly consistent. But it's just whether he, you know, if he hadn't have been playing as well, maybe he gets a sub and, and Madison plays more minutes or whatever. So, you know, he's hard to sort of trust. But uh, Brendan Hand's great score for everyone that had to rely on him this week. Yeah, huge. Um, yeah, and now with Josh Hodgson ruled out for the rest of the season, um, hands yeah, he's looking like one of the best uh, hooker covers you could potentially have if you could stick him as your 18th man. Uh, yeah, looks awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mo Fodawaka, he's you know another 50-plus score. Tanner Boyd, 48 with a try. is probably a little bit on the low side of what you'd be hoping for. Um Hopgood and Madison both go sub 50, which is disappointing. And Fafita with a 42 is um, not great. Just doesn't, didn't get through the work this week. Uh, but And same with Moses, I guess. He only gets a 42 as well. But no no need to worry on either of those guys. They're final team keepers and, and elite fantasy options. So Yeah, just not the best PPM game, I guess, for anyone in the Titans. Like, it took a try assist for for halfback Mo to crack 50, and he was the only Titan that cracked 50. Like, even, like you said, Tanner Boyd, 48 with a try and a line break. Um, Yeah, just just not a great uh, base stat game for anyone in a Titans jersey for the most part. Yeah, really in general, actually. Most of the players are not not great aside from Hands and Cartwright. So, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's that's probably it, mate. Any um, sort of closing thoughts for tonight, or you know, where where are we sort of how are you how are you angling? How's your uh, how's your scores looking for the week? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I think just under going to finish just under a thousand. Maybe I'll get there with updates um, for the week. So yeah, pretty happy given how how much of a uh, just absolute shit fight this this week was um got you know Debellin Tedesco has to come back another side next week 10 trades remaining and uh, I've locked up the minor premiership in the herd locker so yeah I'm I'm, okay. I'm going to do nothing yeah I'm going to put my feet up for the next two weeks and wait for finals to start love that yeah no we um I got a 971 this week um moved up 30 ranks from 198 to 168 so yeah, it's uh should be interesting. I've only got the one player on the buy next week with Lemueli, so oh, yeah, I should, we'll be back uh, back to full strength. We should check on Lucy's side how she's going. She's uh thirty fourth overall. There you go, wheels up. Yeah. What did you get this week? Uh, nine sixty five pre updates. Nice. Yeah, so I see Nigel's still winning under a thousand. It's not a lot of big scores. I made some ground up on Brenton this week. I know he'll be listening, so it's important to, to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tiff's team scored really, really well this week, 1,016 in the head-to-head, um, you know, top 500 score for the week. Um, and she's going to, you know, uh, put a little bit of distance between her team and the, the guys sort of chasing in the in the Hurt Locker. So I think we're sitting in eighth at the moment, but I'm – I think we're going to jump one place into seventh. I'm pretty sure mm, um, on the charge. Much, much better points for than the team in seventh as well. So we obviously need to uh, to make one or two more spots just to be a little bit safer because I don't really want to be one one win out of uh, her team falling out of the eighth. So we're going to uh, keep the pressure on. Yeah, got to keep uh, keep up the charge. Sneak in, mate. Yep. No, that's me. I I missed the eight last year, so that's why I thought I'd enlist Tiffany this year to make sure we got there. So she's much better than me at fantasy. So cool. All right. Uh, what do we got to look forward to? Oh my god, dragons and tigers on Thursday night. Yuck. Oh Jesus. Oh, that is a that is a that is a night to spend the night with your family if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Oh dear! Well, we get to see the uh, the juggernaut take on the take on Para. That'll be that'll be all right. Yeah, that'll be a good game actually, because that's I mean that's uh, seventh versus eighth or something like that at the moment. I, yeah. I don't think they've added the buy points yet. So yeah. we got uh, what uh, Chooks Broncos? Uh, sorry, uh, Rabbits Broncos with all the yeah, all yeah. The stars back. That'll be all right. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it's sort of like a low key. Interesting one will have to be the um, the storm up against the knights because the knights have been sort of pretty good. I uh, just don't get a good read on the storm exactly where they're at. Hmm. So, oh, sorry. Oh, they're coming for you, Ryan. Oh no, coming for my fantasy, <laughs> Ryan. What about uh, we'll have uh, the warriors up against the raiders? That'll be for a top four spot. The Raiders are in fourth yeah. at the moment. Wow, that is so gross that the Raiders are in the top four. <laughs> How even? How is that even possible? They're so garbage. It's such a bad team. Oh, dear. <sighs> yeah. All right, Ryan, which team that's currently in the top nine is going to drop out? 
So you got the Panthers, oh. Broncos, Storm, Warriors, Sharks, Raiders, Cowboys, Eels, Rabbitohs. Who doesn't make the finals? I feel like the Raiders are the worst team in this top eight. Uh, but I just, what, they're going to be, what, four points clear? Or six point? No, yeah, four points clear of, uh, of ninth. Uh, Mm. Um, look, they they could they could be like I think they I, I think they could be the ones to drop out. Um, other than that, maybe Cronulla. I don't know what their draws oh. like to end the year, but if it's top eight teams, geez, look out. Yeah, well, they play Manly, and yep, then uh, Penrith. Oh, oh, mate, they've got Penrith the Rabbits. They've got Penrith Rabbits, Cowboys, Knights, Raiders, to, like in their last few games. Yeah, yeah they could I, lose four or five of those games. They might drop out. Yeah. Sharks, see you later. Okay, that's interesting. That's a big call. Big call. All right, mate. I think that'll probably do us for the night. Uh, any sort of closing thoughts, comments? No, I'm just uh, keen for teamless on Tuesday. Hopefully uh, hopefully, I can buy away Graham. That'll be nice. Slap the captaincy on him. Wheels up. All right. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Talk to you on Tuesday for the round 21 teamless Tuesday podcast. Love you guys.